Turn with me now to the gospel this morning. Over um, the past couple of months, we have been we have been looking at the 13th and 14th chapters of Matthew. In in Matthew 13, uh, there are a significant number of Jesus' parables and his teachings. In the 14th chapter, we turn to some of the important events in Jesus' life. Last Sunday, we we considered uh, Jesus' feeding of the 5,000. And this story today follows on that one um, as Jesus is dismissing the crowds from the mountainside. If you're able to stand, would you do so now to receive the gospel with appreciation? Matthew 14. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but by this time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, Jesus came walking toward them on the lake. But when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Wes Seliger is a pastor who loves riding motorcycles. There are a few pastors who love riding motorcycles. You are not looking at one of them. (laughs) But he told the story about um, stopping in a motorcycle shop one day, dreaming about a cycle that maybe one day he could own. He was drooling over a Honda 750. That day. And while he was wishing he could buy that cycle and standing there in the shop, of course, a salesman approached him and began to talk to him about the advantages of owning that motorcycle. He talked about that cycle's speed and the acceleration and the excitement and the intention getting growl of the pipes and the racing and the risk. He talked about how the good-looking girls would be attracted to anyone riding a cycle like that. (laughs) Then he discovered that Wes was a pastor. It always happens. It doesn't matter how hard we try to cover it up. Somehow people can just see it and they know. And 
as soon as the salesman realized who this was, he changed his language and the tone of his voice. He spoke quietly and he talked about the good mileage and the visibility of that bike. It was indeed a practical vehicle that he would enjoy having. Well, Wes wrote about his experience that day and he said, you know, one thing that strikes me is, you know, lawnmower salespersons are never surprised to find clergy looking at their merchandise. Motorcycle salespersons are. Why is that? Does that tell us something about clergy and about the church? Lawnmowers are slow and safe and sane and practical and middle class. Motorcycles are fast and dangerous and wild and thrilling. Is being a Christian more like mowing a lawn or riding a motorcycle? Is the Christian life safe and sound or is it dangerous and exciting? The common image of the church, he said, is pure lawnmower. (laughs) Slow and deliberate and plodding, safe and predictable and calm. But what if, what if our task is to take the church out on the open road, give it the gas and see what the old girl will do? Is old first church more like a lawnmower or a motorcycle? Are we more focused on achieving our own safety and comfort? Or are we determined to hear and follow God's call no matter what the challenges or what the risks? We come to the Lord's table as we did last week and we often view it as a, as a welcome home party for us when it is more intended to be a quick nourishing meal before we rush out the door or step out of the boat or respond to Jesus' call. Which of these two hymns best characterizes what faith and church are designed to be and called to be? Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Or, Jesus calls us o'er the tumult of our life's wild, restless sea. I'll tell you which one at the end of the sermon, because I'm changing the hymn. (laughs) To one of those two. 398, remember Tom? Mark Levy was, uh, he was former coach of the Buffalo Bills football team and, and he was talking to his team members one day and he said, he said, guys, you've got to take some chances. You've got to take some risks. And sometimes the risks work out well and sometimes you go down in flame. But you've got to do it. You've got to take some chances in risks. If Michelangelo had wanted to play it safe, he would have painted the floor of the Sistine Chapel, not the ceiling. Makes me realize how how secure and safe we have tried to make our church and our Christian faith. There was a time when the church challenged people to young and old to go out as missionaries all over the world into places that were difficult to get to, dangerous, hostile, foreboding. And people by the thousands traded in their lawnmowers for motorcycles. 
I remember one of them is one a great hero of mine, Albert Schweitzer. You remember you remember Schweitzer's name? He was he was well settled into the academic life in Switzerland. He was prepared to be a professor of music and a professor of religion and he heard God's call. God's call to the wilds of Africa and he spent the rest of his considerable life in the jungles of Lambrini bringing medical care. Well, first he had to go back to school and get a medical degree. And then he spent the rest of his life in Lambrini, building a hospital and ministering there to people in need. Not so long ago, it can't be long ago because I remember it, during the civil rights movement in our country, there were Christians who risked their lives to promote the notion that all people are God's people. Some were beaten. Some were ostracized. Some were killed. As they lived out the conviction that, that the, in the family of God, there needs to be justice and fairness and inclusiveness and kindness and compassion for everybody. Nobody excluded. Where is that battlefield today? Where is the challenge? Has the world gotten that much safer and that much more loving and more just, that much more like Jesus in the past 40 years? I don't think so. Rather, we Christians have tended to retreat into our own safe little habitat. But only as we attempt to do great things for God do we experience how great God truly is. Only as we attempt to walk on water do we feel the strong arms of God holding us up. When we think of Jesus, we think of Jesus the peacemaker, Jesus the reconciler, not the one who comes to provoke dissonance and division. We think of Jesus as the one who stills the storms of life, not as the one who stirs up the waters, but he does both. We think of Jesus as the one who provides for us safety and comfort in the boat, not the one who calls us to step out of the boat to step out of comfort and safety into risk and danger. But in the world like ours, a world torn by conflict, paralyzed by partisanship, and focused on comfort and wealth, the citizens of God's kingdom are urgently called. More than ever, we are called to the work of the kingdom. Justice and fairness, inclusiveness, kindness, compassion. It's hard work. It's risky work. No less now than it was for Jesus in his time. In order to follow Jesus, Peter was willing to step out of the boat. You know that story. It's a marvelous tale. He was willing to step out of his comfort and security into a place of challenge and risk and danger. In order to follow Jesus... Peter was willing to step out of the boat. But notice one thing about what happened to Peter. If you don't get anything else out of that story today, get this. All Peter had to do was take the first step. All he had to do was step out of the boat. Jesus did the rest. Jesus made him able to walk on water. Jesus pulled him up when he began to sink. Jesus guided him back into the boat. So no matter what the risk or the danger or the challenge that we may face as disciples of Jesus, we don't do it alone. We don't take the risks alone. We don't face the challenges by ourselves. Today's gospel serves as a reminder to us that Jesus 
is also the one who invites his followers into the storm. True, by the end of the story, the storm is stilled and the raging waves are silent and the disciples are safe in the boat. But not before Peter, the premier disciple, had had a grand and great adventure. At its best, our church is an adventure, not an exercise. At its best, the church of Jesus Christ is more a movement than it is an institution. And when we are involved in it, we find ourselves more involved and more occupied with life's storms than with life's comforts. Amen.